A tax rate change presented to Round Rock voters to give teachers a more livable wage. Why some are saying this isn't the solution to the problem. A cold front we've been waiting for for months is in Texas now. We'll track the rain and the cool down in first warning weather. And the chaos in Congress continues. The race to replace the House Speaker and who wants to take on the job. Some voters in Round Rock are pushing back against Prop A. This is a tax rate change that would give teachers in Round Rock ISD a pay raise. Thanks for joining us tonight at 5. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marin. They're expected to voice their concerns in a meeting tonight. KXN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with the group that says taxing isn't the solution. Moving inflated salaries around is. In just a few weeks, Round Rock ISD voters will make a choice about a tax rate change. They deserve to get the highest pay possible. Christy Slape is with Moms for Liberty Williamson County. The group says they're against Prop A. It's a voter approved tax ratification election. The district says if approved, more taxpayer dollars would stay in the district and be used to raise teacher pay. Slape's group says taxpayers should not have to solve that problem. If that means that our very bloated administration needs to reduce their pay, or they need to cut some staff positions to give the classroom teachers the funding that they need, we support that. Round Rock ISD Superintendent Dr. Hafed Azayiz says the election is all about voters' choice, but with little help from the state to keep tax dollars in the district, he says options are limited. We use everything we have, uh, any every methods we can find to help you know provide pay raises to our teachers, but we are in a point that we are, we, we can't anymore. Brian Smith is a political science professor at St. Edwards University. He says there's a reason smaller elections like this one have caught more attention in recent years. What we've seen is just this hyper-partisanship across all elections and schools are now just the latest front in that battleground. So as people are paying more in property taxes, they have more of an interest in seeing where that money goes. In Round Rock, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Now for context, Austin ISD's current tax rate is just over 99 cents per $100 of taxable value. The proposed tax rate for fiscal year 2024 is cents just above, I should say, 85 cents per $100 of taxable value. Now, that is a decrease of about 13 cents. Remember that a reduction in tax rate does not necessarily equal a reduction in your tax bill. Taxpayers could potentially pay more in tax-based on the increase in those property values. Well, the search continues for whoever shot five people at Morgan State University in Baltimore last night. All of the victims survived and were taken to the hospital. This happened just before 9.30 last night during homecoming week celebrations. The campus went into lockdown until about midnight. It's unclear what exactly happened, if there are any leads on the suspects or what kind of weapon was used. But a Baltimore City Councilman says police told him they believe there were three separate shooters. This is the third year in a row that gunfire rung out at the homecoming celebrations at Morgan State. EMS has got you covered at ACL. We take every crime seriously and that's why it's so important when we have big festivals like this that we do utilize the resources that we have available. 
While Austin Police, Fire, EMS, they're all reiterating how safety is top of mind if you're going to Austin City Limits this weekend. So today they told us what they're doing to make sure the festival is as fun and safe as ever. The event is geofenced, so any emergency operations outside of the festival will not be disrupted. That means there will be dedicated command units responding to emergencies that may arise there. And while city first responders work extra hard to keep you protected, there are some things that you can do. Try to plan meeting spots with people who are going with you in case of emergencies or if anybody gets lost. Leave valuables at home. Write down the serial numbers of your phone in case it gets stolen. That does happen. They say to avoid putting phones in back pockets. Dispose of any smoking materials properly to avoid sparking a fire. Don't take any substances that you don't know where they came from. And lastly, get home safely. Driving under the influence, of course, never worth it. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Very warm today, hopefully for the last time this year, but we're still well into the 90s. 96 now in Liberty Hill from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies camera and some puffy clouds around. Most of us are still in the low to mid 90s. We've even had some upper 90s, almost triple digits uh, in areas southeast of Austin. Right now, Luling, you're at 98 degrees. We've got some spotty showers on radar. Nothing significant at this point, but our eastern counties, a couple of uh, drops here and there, not even any thunderstorms yet. Rain chances do rise slightly, say to 20 to 30% for the evening hours. Generally, the temperatures will be falling slowly. Upper 80s at 7, middle and then lower 80s here by 11 o'clock tonight. And most of us staying dry through the evening, just not all of us. Coming up in first warning weather, we've been waiting about four and a half months for this. A cold front that comes tomorrow bringing rain. We'll detail the timing and amounts and show you the coolest air since May. We cannot wait. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Well, it is day three of a civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump in New York City. Trump, his company, and his two adult sons are facing a $250 million fraud lawsuit brought on by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Now, the case, which does not have a jury, will be decided solely by a judge, and it could have widespread implications for the former president's business. Now, Trump, again, has called this a witch hunt, and today he said he would rather be on the campaign trail. Now, we should note he was not compelled to be there until he's called to testify, which hasn't happened just yet. And former President Trump was asked if he would consider taking the spot of House Speaker after Kevin McCarthy was ousted yesterday. Now, Trump says his focus is on the White House, but other Republican hopefuls are lining up to run for the speakership. And as Alice Barr reports, this chaos is holding up other urgent work in the House with another government shutdown deadline approaching. Today, the fallout from former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's historic ouster. He's striking an optimistic tone amid the turmoil. Mr. McCarthy, how are you feeling this morning? As the candidates line up to replace him, the number two in House leadership, Steve Scalise, announcing his run for speaker, even as he recovers from blood cancer. And this is really important that we get this right. Which How back, that we get back to work. Conservative firebrand Jim Jordan also seeking the gavel. North Carolina Republican Patrick McHenry acting as temporary speaker. 
With House members scheduled to vote on the permanent post as soon as next week, many are calling for changes to the rules to prevent the next speaker from being handcuffed by the same small far-right faction that kicked McCarthy out of the job, led by Florida Congressman Matt Gates. You're going to have to have rules in place that prevent him from doing his charade every single week. One of the eight Republican rebels defending the move. We can't have a speaker who surrenders. We need a speaker that fights and negotiates and uses the leverage that we have as the House majority. President Biden urging House Republicans to act quickly to return to pressing work ahead. We have to get it done in a timely fashion. More than anything, we need to change the poisonous atmosphere in Washington. With just over a month to go until the next government shutdown deadline. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. The person accused of Tupac's murder appears in court. What he's expected to plead. Plus, a teacher arrested for allegedly trying to teach under the influence. And a popular kitchen item recalled what for and what to do if you have one. Dwayne Davis, the suspect in the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur, made his first appearance in a Las Vegas court today. Davis told the judge that he had retained an attorney out of Los Angeles, but that attorney couldn't attend today's hearing. So the judge agreed to push arraignment back to October 19th. Davis, also known as Keefe D, was arrested Friday after a grand jury indicted him for the murder, for the killing of Tupac Shakur in 1996 on the Las Vegas Strip. Davis is expected to plead not guilty. Police arrested a California elementary school teacher in the middle of class. She's accused of driving to school drunk and teaching that class drunk. Deputies were called to Nuestro Elementary School in Live Oak shortly after 8 in the morning for a staff member who appeared to be under the influence. And that's where they encountered 57-year-old Wendy Munson, who was in the middle of teaching her second grade class. Deputies noticed the teacher showed signs of being under the influence. She was arrested on suspicion of DUI after failing a field sobriety test and video showing her driving to school. She faces certain charges related to drunk driving and child abuse. Well, before you get dinner started, several thousand air fryers sold on Amazon are being recalled over concerns of fire and burn hazards. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says about 6,400 Spectra air fryers are impacted by this recall. If you have one, you're asked to stop using it. You can contact Secura for a $45 Amazon gift card or a free replacement of a different product from the Secura website. Austin restaurants are hoping to reel in the dough come ACL weekend. And wouldn't you know it, record heat in Austin today. Record tying at Camp Mabry reaching 98. And amazingly triple digit heat at the airport. The latest triple digit heat at AUS history. We're done with the triple digits though. We'll show you the cool down, the rain as well, and the nights in the 50s in first warning weather. With the weather set to cool down in ACL Weekend 1 on the horizon, Austin restaurants are reinvigorated. The Texas Restaurant Association says local businesses struggled during that brutally hot summer we all endured because fewer people ventured out to dine. As KXN's Sarah Alsheh explains, this is the much-anticipated business boost these restaurants have been waiting for. What can I get for you? Austin-based restaurant Kirby Lane is gearing up for a busy weekend. Do you need anything else to go with it? In the next few days, CEO Mason Ayer Gracias. expects these chairs to be filled. He says September was a bit slow, but that's about to turn around thanks to the Austin City Limits Music Festival. 
one of the most important, if not the most important weekend of the year. Uh, we will be jam-packed. The crowds will be a welcome sight for many restaurants, especially after this summer when the Texas Restaurant Association says business was down and operation costs were up. Inflation, labor shortages, supply chain disruptions. We really had unprecedented heat, heat waves, even for Texas, and I think that did impact our sales and our revenue numbers. But the TRA says ACL marks the beginning of a time when business picks up because with more visitors comes more money for the local economy, according to a report by Airbnb. A typical guest uh, over last year um, in Austin spent an average of over $250 a day in the city, in the neighborhood that they were staying. So the countdown begins for Air and his team as they prepare for the thousands of people coming to Austin. Filled to the brim with guests uh, from out of town, uh, some locals, and it's really an exciting time of year for us. Sarah Alsheh, KXAN News. And the Texas Restaurant Association says ACL brought in nearly $448 million to the Austin economy last year. The top sector benefiting from that was food and beverage, racking up about $108 million and creating over 1,200 jobs in that industry. And they anticipate that number will be even higher this year. Not only is ACL this month, so is F1, making for quite a busy October over at the airport. Airport, airport officials say they know which days will be the busiest Sunday, October 8th through Tuesday the 10th because of that first weekend of ACL. Sunday, October 15th through Tuesday the 17th for weekend two. And when F1 rolls around, expect the airport to be crowded Thursday the 26th through the 31st. Last October was the busiest October in history at the airport with over 2 million passengers. That ranks as the fourth busiest month of all time. This July was the busiest on record. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams tracks airport numbers on our website, breaking it down by busiest times, airline, and much more. You can find the story and other data-related content online under our data hub at KXAN.com. And Nick, this cold front's going to make the weather gorgeous for yes. weekend one of ACL. Oh, it's just perfect timing, right? I mean, we could have used this like two months ago. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, as good of a timing as we could hope for. Right. Uh, and we're watching some rain uh, even now trying to get to parts of Central Texas. We've got a couple of showers outside of our viewing area, but there is an outflow boundary working through Caldwell County now westward. This could form as a focal point for a couple spotty showers in Caldwell and then Hayes counties, although there's a whole lot of dry air over us for the time being. I think things gradually get wetter uh, as we head through uh, the next few hours, but especially after midnight. There's the cold front. It's in the panhandle and ahead of it storms and down pours a lot of severe weather and flash flooding surround us to the north and west and these storms should lose some of their at least severe characteristics by the time they get here and it's all associated with this long cold front that's going to be bringing a big temperature drop to really most of the country. Let's time out the very minimal rain chances tonight. Call it, say, 20 to 30%, generally along and east of 35 before midnight. But most of us don't get any rain before midnight. And then those rain chances really start to pick up as that cold front approaches after midnight. 
For some of you, these storms may wake you up in the middle of the night. There's one o'clock in the morning. The more widespread rain doesn't really get going until about four or five, though. And you can see uh, the downpours and storms become more widespread as we approach five o'clock in the Hill Country, Metro, Eastern Counties, too. If there's one area that may miss out on some heavier rain, it might be Mason, Lano, and San Saba counties, where there's not as much confidence on the line of storms coming together in time to get you a lot of rain. But still, I think 90% of us get beneficial downpours tomorrow morning. Morning commute looks wet. This is 6 in the morning, 7, 8 in the morning, and then finally as we get past 9, 10, things start to dry out and even a bit of sun tomorrow afternoon. Still looks like 1 to 2 inches for most, but there'll be some localized 2 to 4 inch amounts in our eastern counties. Some of you in the hill country, though, may not see the 1 inch mark here tomorrow. The early morning flash flooding threat is highest northeast of Austin, where it's a two out of four. For most of us, it's a one out of four, meaning very localized flash flooding. If we can get some of the same storms to fall over the same areas again and again and again. As far as severe weather goes, there may be a couple strong storms with damaging winds real early in the morning. San Saba, Lampasas, Mason, northern Burnett counties with the highest chance of that, but it's only a one out of five. So tonight... Spotty evening storms and showers, but then much more widespread rain after about 3 or 4 in the morning. 70-year overnight low, and then a very wet start to the day tomorrow. But it does not rain all day. Drier weather and even some sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Of course, this is all coming with a cold front that's going to knock us out of the triple-digit heat we had today in some spots to the 80s Thursday and Friday. Then another front drops us into the 70s for both days of the weekend. And the nighttime lows are fantastic. Saturday morning, 59. Sunday morning, 54 in Austin. The type of overnight low temperatures we haven't had since early May. Look at our first warning weather seven-day forecast. You can see how gorgeous the weekend looks. Things do get warmer as we head through next week. Not 90s or triple-digit warmer, but back into the 80s where we should be this time of year. 84 Monday, 87 Tuesday, and 86 on Wednesday. All right, up next, birth control for men. What well, one company is testing to take some of the responsibility off of women. We'll tell you how it all works. Right now, who has joined the race to become the next House Speaker? And our look at what could happen if a replacement speaker isn't picked soon. Plus, what patients are encountering as the nation's largest health care worker strike gets underway. It's all ahead on Nightly News. Well, the biggest development in male contraception since the vasectomy. That's what a company called Contraline is working towards. The company is working on IUDs for men. The CEO says he started working on the idea when he was a college student, but feels the idea has become especially important after the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Now, here's how the male IUD works. The doctor basically finds the vas deferens, which are a pair of tubes that transport sperm. They apply anesthesia to it. They inject this gel inside the vas deferens, and then it actually doesn't even need stitches or sutures because um, it's that minimally invasive. Now, currently, the non-hormonal gel is being tested in clinical trials in Australia. The goal is to have it widely available in the next three to four years. Well, don't let illness spook you. Attend Boo the Flu. It's a Halloween-themed event offering flu shots for free. Austin Public Health and Austin ISD are partnering up to offer the free shots. No insurance, ID, 
or proof of residency is required. The clinic is this Saturday, October 7th, from 11 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon at Allison Elementary School. Anyone six months and older is eligible, and there will be games and treats for the entire family to enjoy. Well, UT takes on Oklahoma this Saturday in Dallas, and the Longhorns are holding the traditional Texas Fight Parade on Guadalupe tonight at 7.30, followed by the rally at the Tower at 8 o'clock. And our sports team has got you covered for the Longhorn action. For the first time in over a decade, both teams head into the Cotton Bowl undefeated. And we're getting you ready with our Horns pregame special coming up tonight at 9 right here on KXAN. And tonight's 9 p.m. sports special comes on after an hour-long Quantum Leap at 7 o'clock and then Magnum P.I. at 8. And then we're going to have a one-hour edition of KXAN News beginning after the sports special at 9.30. Or if you want your news at any time, tune into KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here is where to find us. Thank you.